I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 91, on page 454. Whoso dwelleth under the defense of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say unto the Lord, Thou art my hope and my stronghold, my God, in him will I trust. For he shall deliver thee from the snare of the hunter, and from the noisome pestilence. He shall defend thee under his wings, and thou shalt be safe under his feathers. His faithfulness and truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for any terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. For the pestilence that walk in darkness, nor for the sick sickness that destroyeth in the noonday. A thousand shall fall beside thee, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Yea, with thine eyes shall thou behold, and see the reward of the ungodly. For thou, Lord, art my hope, thou hast set thine house of defense very high. Thou shalt no evil happen unto thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee in their hands, that thou hurt not thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt go upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou tread under thy feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him up, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will hear him. Yea, I am with him in trouble. I will deliver him and bring him to honor. With long life will I satisfy him, and show him my salvation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifteenth verse of the thirteenth chapter of the book of Jeremiah. 
hear and give ear. Do not be proud, for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God, before he causes darkness, and before your feet stumble on the dark mountains. And while you are looking for light, he turns it into the shadow of death, and makes it dense darkness. But if you will not hear it, my soul will weep in secret for your pride. My eyes will weep bitterly and run down with tears, because the Lord's flock has been taken captive. Say to the king and to the queen mother, Humble yourselves, sit down, for your rule shall collapse, the crown of your glory. The cities of the south shall be shut up, and no one shall open them. Judah shall be carried away captive, all of it, and it, has, it shall be wholly carried away captive. Lift up your eyes and see those who come from the north. Where is the flock that was given to you, your beautiful sheep? What will you say when he punishes you? For you have taught them to be chieftains, to be head over you. Will not pang seize you like a woman in labor? And if you say in your heart, Why have these things come upon me? For the greatness of your iniquity, your skirts have been uncovered your heels made bare? Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard its spots? Then may you also do good, who are accustomed to do evil. Therefore I will scatter them like stubble that passes away by the wind of the wilderness. This is your lot, the portion of your measures from me, says the Lord. Because you have forgotten me and trusted in falsehood, Therefore I will uncover your skirts over your face, that your shame may appear. I have seen your adulteries and your lustful neighings, the lewdness of your harlotry, your abominations on the hills in the fields. Woe to you, O Jerusalem! Will you still not be made clean? Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He remembering his mercy a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 18th verse of the 12th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Then some Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him, and they asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote to us that if a man's brother dies and leaves his wife behind and leaves no children, his brother should take his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first took a wife, 
and dying, he left no offspring. And the second took her, and he died, nor did he leave any offspring, and the third likewise. So the seven had her and left no offsprings. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, when they rise, whose wife will she be? For all seven had her as wife. Jesus answered and said to them, Are you not therefore mistaken, because you do not know the scriptures nor the power of God? For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. But concerning the dead, that they rise, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the burning bush passage, how God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. You are therefore greatly mistaken. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to light the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, that in Jesus Christ his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, we beseech thee, Almighty God, that we who for our evil deeds do worthily deserve to be punished, by the comfort of thy grace may mercifully be relieved through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, thus forgive the sins of all those who are penitent. Create making us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthy lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, 
through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. The love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. Um, some of the context for our New Testament lesson we can find in our Old Testament lesson here. In our New Testament lesson, we have a dispute with the Pharisees. And so if we go back to the time of Jeremiah, he is foretelling what will happen if Israel and the kingdom of Judah do not turn back from their wickedness. And the people have begun worshiping these, these false gods and going so far as to even, you know, sacrificing their children to these gods. And so Jeremiah is saying that there is still a chance for these people if they will repent. We know from history and obviously God knows that they will not do this. But this message of Jeremiah does take root in some people. Some of the people remain faithful. Some people do turn from their wickedness. And they remain steadfast in the faith and trust in God throughout all these trials. These things do come to pass. Judah is taken away captivity into captivity in Babylon. And before the captivity, the, the religious leaders, the priestly class, had, you know, all of worship was centered on the temple. And then when they are, it, the temple is destroyed by Babylon and the people are carried away into captivity, in order to remain faithful to God, they have to find a different way of doing this. And what they, what happens is you start to have what will develop into to rabbis and, and synagogues. When you no longer have the temple, the people have to remain faithful in different ways. And they do that through prayer. They do that by joining together on the Sabbath and remembering the, the, the promises that God gave to his people and the promises through the prophets that despite this being carried in a way into captivity, there is, if they remain faithful, God will come and deliver them as he did in, from the, the Egyptians. And so you have these two classes develop the old priestly class, the people who, because of their lineage, are able to perform duties in the temple. And so when the temple is rebuilt, they once again take up these duties. But you also have this group of people who, as the, the Jewish people spread throughout the region, they gather every Saturday to worship. And so we can see those loosely connected with the Sadducees, the, the people who still adhere to the old priestly class. And the Pharisees, these, these people who aren't priests, but are very devout and have really studied scripture. And these two groups have two different views of what happens after we die. The Sadducees do not believe in the resurrection. They maintain a strict adherence to the five books of Moses. 
And as such, there's nothing in there that they can discern that says that there's a resurrection of the dead. All they believe is in a, what is called Sheol, a, a place of departed spirits where people who have died are essentially, we would call it a state of limbo or something like this. And what happens, they can't really say because scripture doesn't say. And the Pharisees come up and they rely on these, these later parts of scripture, for instance, the book of Daniel, where it seems to hint at a resurrection of the dead, a, a place where the, the good people are able to come back to life at some future point. And so the, the dispute with Jesus here, where the Sadducees are trying to play up, they're bringing out what they see as the absurdity of the resurrection, where if a woman was given in marriage to one man, he dies, and then he's, she's married off to a brother, a succession of brothers. Whose wife will she be in this resurrected state? How can this be? This doesn't make any sense. Therefore, in their eyes, there can't be any resurrection of the dead. And so Jesus is correcting the, these wrong notions about the, the, what happens after we die. And he says what, you know, tradition has been very difficult for us to get our heads around is that people are not given in marriage in the resurrection. And what that tells us that what happens after we die and we eventually hopefully come back in the resurrection and live life in this new creation is that yes it's new creation but our old categories our old ways of understanding things our old ways of doing things are not going to be operative in this new creation we are given in marriage men and women to participate in the procreative act of bringing new life into creation, into creating life, into creating new people. And that's not the way things will ha work in the new creation. That won't be necessary anymore. We won't be making new people, if you will. We will all be together who we are as we are in the new creation together. And so that won't be won't be the way things operate in the new creation. We will be, as Jesus described, like the angels in heaven. He's not saying that we're going to be angels. We're not going to be disembodied spirits. We're not going to be pure spirit in the same way that the angels are. We will have new glorified bodies. And it will be in some ways familiar to us, but in some ways very different that we can't fully grasp and understand in, in, on this side of the veil. But the important part, the important thing to remember is that this new life in the new creation is not something that merely is delayed and happens after we die as a, a prize for doing good works or something like that. There's, we can participate in this new life today with one another. That's the important thing is as Jesus talks about when he brings up, you know, 
Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and, and God is the God of the living. God is interested in and wants us to have a relationship with him. It's a relationship that we have with him and he with us. And that is the essence of life. That is, what is basically what it means to be alive in Christ, is to have this relationship with God and with other people. And that's what this the life is all about. That's what life in the new creation will be all about, is our relationship with God and with other people. And we can, in essence, tap into that new life today with our relationship with God and with other people through our prayer, through our living out the truth of what we have been given in Christ. So just some thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with the intercession on bottom of page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind, that the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who am about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Hope you have a great Monday night and great start to your week. Thank you, Father John. Happy spring, everybody. Happy spring. <laughs> oh, it's the first day? Yeah, first yeah. day of spring. Yeah, good. First day of spring. Yeah, don't miss it. <laughs> it's almost over. <laughs>